Send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate to turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden that they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Hey, I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you, one step at a time. Join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of the world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing the warrior within. Are you ready to rise higher and embrace the light? If so, grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, graceful warriors. How has your week been going? Like, I have been, like, my weekend was just, I don't know. I have just been so tired. I was able to see a friend and in town and um, picked up a love seat from my office, and it just fits perfectly, and I totally love it. So that was like like my highlight of the weekend. And um, Monday, we actually put up the framework of our greenhouse that we just bought this year. It was like on discount. So we're trying to get ready for a garden next year. And so we're putting up the framework now before the winter hits. So I could go ahead and prep and do my seedlings and get it going and warm up this greenhouse and put the top on and or the cover on and be able to start my garden this year or this next year in the early spring and this is my first time doing it in this manner so I'm like really excited to try this so if you have like hey if you do this any tips you know type thing 
send it to me because I could surely, surely use that advice because this is my first time doing it in a greenhouse. And this past summer, I actually did it in uh, a raised bed and we did Roma tomatoes and and um, I got a lot of tomatoes, did a lot of canning. So everything's been great. So it's like, okay, now I have a 22 by 24 foot garden area that we are turning into everything we could possibly think of that we actually do eat. <laughs> so we're excited and we know it's going to be a lot of work, but the reward of having your own produce with the, the way the government is and the pricing and uh, you know how it is out there. So before I get into the topic, here's what I want to ask you guys. So the Lord has me in a wait time frame with some things in my life. And have you ever, like, because I'm in a wait mode, it's like he's pulled me back into, like, the wilderness, so to speak, or in that desert of loneliness kind of thing, you know, where you're just, like, pulled away from any and everybody. And it's just, like, you and the Lord. And so when I have my times with the Lord in the, in the early morning, when I get up, I go do my time with the Lord. I get into my word. I'm studying for you guys on my podcast, you know, and I'm living, living my life the rest of the time with like my husband, my dogs, four wheeling, all of that stuff. But here's the, the gipper though. Have you guys ever like you go to bed and I don't know, 12 o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, you all of a sudden hear your spirit singing songs to the Lord. It's like, I have been sun, Sunday morning, prime example. I was awakened up at like 3.15, I think it was close to 3.30 in the morning because I heard my spirit singing this song to the Lord about how he is, is worthy. And I was like, are you serious? It's three 30 in the morning. And so I, it wouldn't be quiet. And so I got up, I was like, let me get a drink. Let me go to the bathroom, you know, and I climbed back in bed. I look up at the clock, you guys, and the clock says three, three, three. And I'm like, no way. And so I'm, you know, it's like, okay, have you guys ever gotten that? And and if you have, I mean, hit the voicemail tab on my page and leave me a voicemail. It comes directly to me. Nobody ever hears it. Let me know what your thoughts are. If I if I am totally whacked, let me know I'm totally whacked, you know. Um, but I have gotten that so many times where I wake up and just hear that. And I'm just like, are you serious? And, and then there's been times where I get up and I have to go Google the song that I hear in my spirit, find the song. I find it and I have to play it in the morning, nine o'clock where I have my coffee, just so my, my spirit will actually be like quenched or satisfied that it actually heard the song. I mean, am I totally whacked or what? Like, have you guys ever felt this? Have you ever guys ever 
gone through this, let me know in the comments or, you know, go to my Captivate page and hit the voicemail tab. It's on the right hand of your screen and leave me a message. Have you guys ever gone through that? What did you do? What is that? Let me know. And if you're on like Spotify or Apple or everything, leave me a comment down there. Let me know. Yes, you've been there. No, you haven't. And what did you guys do? All right. So there's that. What I wanted to talk about today, now that we can get to our Bible study, right? <laughs> so I really wanted to talk about the intersections of life, like the left right now think that there's more than, than, than two genders. Let's just get it out there. But there's not. We all know that, right? And it's the same with life. There are only two paths in life that we could choose from. Not three or four like the left wants to go. And so here's what I found. You guys could go like, what do you mean there's only two? Well, hear me out. See, path one, I would say that this path is hard. It's narrow, very rough path. You, can, you can't see clearly a lot of times, and you walk in blind faith. There'll be, like, signs of danger, and, and oh, yeah, guess what? You'll get attacks from the enemy on all sides through through any and everybody from the people that you love close that are close to you to the world to even your own self your own flesh will get to you you have challenges of all sorts and major battles but guess what the battles are already won that's the key to keep in mind as you walk this path and then on top of that not a lot of people take this path even the Bible says that narrow is this path, and there are few that walk it. And you, guess what? You may even be the only one taking this path. You may be walking it alone because, like a lot of us that, that get saved, a lot of our family isn't saved. And your your spouse may not be saved, or your kids may not be saved, or... You know, you're just the only one there. It's going to be that way at times. But I'm here to tell you, you are standing on the right path. You are on the winning side. Let's just get that clear. I mean, a lot of times we go through that and it's like, there's doubt and, you know, maybe I should just forget this and give up, throw the white flag and go back to my old self. But no, don't do that. You are on the winning team. You are doing what the Lord has you to do. Just sometimes it may be lonely. It may be quiet. It may feel like that you're just in the, in the desert of loneliness or the mountain of despair or, you know, it, it may feel like that at times. And I have certainly learned that being a Christian has really made me realize and come into back into having that e e having emotions because it's like for me when I was in the army and those of you that 
were in the service could probably relate to this is that you were only allowed what two emotions um happiness and anger or that rage because you went to war you know if you if you even deployed at all all the other emotions you had to push down and it was the sign of weakness and you couldn't have that and that was like during the 80s era for the military 80s and 90s era so now it's completely different ball game so for me it was like I buried all of the emotions except the anger and the happiness because you came back from a deployment or something went well. And because I buried those so much, that's all I knew when I came home was either anger or happiness. I was happy I got a car. I was happy I had a family. I was happy. But love was like hard for me to to release or to let grow again. And uh, so emotions were really hard to, I guess, to, (laughs) what's the word? (laughs) To learn all over again as a Christian. So why do I say all that? Why do I bring up all these emotions? Because in that path of following the Lord, and when he gets a hold of you, Everything that of who you think that you are, that old nature, God turns it around and and it's like all things have become new. Old things have passed away. He is creating a new thing in you. So love and joy and peace and patience, all those emotions that even for me as I buried down are now springing up. And I'm like, whoa, you know, and so following the Lord, following that, the path of the Lord is allowing him to create a new person. And it's kind of like, that's where, that's definitely where I am right now in my walk. It's like the Lord has got me in a place, like I was saying at the very beginning, I'm in that waiting mode and he is literally taking me back into basic training mode and stripping everything of of what I thought Monica was and he's creating this new person and filling me up with his word filling me up with his love showing me patience show you know just making a new Monica and it's it's just crazy and interesting to see and to it's almost like I want to step outside of myself and watch what I do and I go through and, and, and how I deal with the battles in life. It's just, it's amazing. But okay. Besides that, all of that, (laughs) let's go on to path two. We have two paths in life, right? Path one is following the Lord, going on that narrow road, dealing with battles um, with the enemy and all of that stuff, right? Okay, so path two is the simpler path. This is the one where it's so wide and you could do what you want, when you want, how you want, with who you want. You know, you don't have to fight any battles. You could just actually just be a couch potato in life. Hey, you don't even have to read your Bible because what is the mentality today? I mean, it's 
it's old and and it's written by a bunch of men thousands of years ago, right? And people don't even look at the Bible as ah, it's just an old piece of book. It's just it has no meaning. And there will be few attacks on you, and the attacks you won't even recognize are attacks. You just think that they're day to day life problems. You could sleep in on Sundays and you don't even have to go to church. That's for losers anyway, right? And you don't even need to believe in God because, hey, has anyone actually seen him? Has anyone actually proved his existence? Because we hear for years and years and years, Christians keep saying, oh, God's coming, God's coming. But it hasn't happened yet, right? So don't worry. Don't worry about whether there's a good God or not. And even if there was, you're a good person, right? You'll make it to heaven. That's the that's the way of the world now, almost to a T, but it's just gotten so much, if it's even a word, wickeder, you know, you know, it's gotten more evil. It's gotten more hateful. We are divided so much, whether it's on politics or or racism issues and Divided even in the church on on belief systems, and you have the Baptist against the Catholics, the Catholics against the Christians. You have all of such division. And who is the one that is causing all this? Satan. And Satan himself is the one doing it, laughing at all of us. We are this laughing stock of the crowd. Satan's day is getting closer and closer at hand. And that's why we have everything that is going on right now. The enemy, Satan, he is playing his, he's overplaying his hand because he wants to implement his own plan before what he knows is coming against him. He knows what God is doing. He feels it in in the heavenly realms, in the, in the spiritual realms. He's feeling it. He's being dealt with. And so it's important to choose the path that we're going to to run a race on. It's it, it's important to go. I'm I'm choosing the world, and go go play and do the world thing. Or are you going to choose the Lord's side and do what you need to do to follow after Him? And you know. If you choose the hard path, because that narrow path, it's not an easy path. I'll be honest. It's not easy. It's a constant dying to self, keeping your eyes on the Lord from the minute that you get up to the minute that you put your head down. It's always having spiritual eyes on and aware and putting on the full armor of God each and every day and only taking it off to lay down at night spiritual. So there are things you will have to learn if you choose this path, this hard path to follow after the Lord. What are those, Monica? Well, there's many things, I think, that are out there that I'm sure that you could add to this list. But as I began to think about this, I was like, what are the most important to me? And so I'm sharing the most important that I have been walked through with the Lord, that the Lord has guided me on. And this could be different for every single person. But I think that these points that I'm getting ready to bring up are like the most important to 
everybody that chooses the path to follow that Lord, to choose that narrow path. And so let's get to it. Number one, prayer. Prayer is a means of of communication to the Lord. It is drawing close to, to God Almighty and listening to him. There's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, to listen closely to the Lord. It's learning to bring every heartache, every problem, every anger, every joy, every confusion to him, every sadness, every broken heart, all of that, our anxiety, our stress, and our problems, to bring them before the Lord and to be able to lay them at his feet and go, I'm going to leave this right here. And not at the end of the prayer where we go, amen, and then go, oh, by the way, let me have that problem with of thinking about divorcing my spouse. Let me have that back because I got to go deal with that next. No, it's it's learning to leave it at God's feet. You know, and he he is a jealous God. He wants your time. He created you for you to worship him. He created you to have fellowship with him. Number two, to read his word daily. You know, I remember when I was a kid and if we had to get up at like, say six in the morning to get ready for school, you know, my, my dad, he made us set the alarm. We had to set the alarm six o'clock. You had to get, get up, get ready for school. You had to catch the bus at seven fifteen or, you know, whatever time it was. But for us, my dad used to make us get up at like 5.30. And you're like, oh my gosh, why? I know, right? And we used to get up at 5.30 in the morning and we had to do get out of bed. And you had to do 15 minutes of prayer, 15 minutes of reading, and then you got ready for school. You had that hour to get ready for school. Eat, get your lunch, whatever, get dressed, make your bed, whatever you're going to do, right? And I hated that. I mean, when you're like 10, 12 years old, you don't want to get up at 530 in the morning. And prayer was like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep. And we had to get out of our bed. We had to get on our knees alongside of our bed. And no, we weren't raised Catholic. But he was controlling us and making us get up at 530 in the morning to read and pray. And so during that time, it was like, I absolutely hated reading and praying. Well, praying, I just went to sleep and hope that God, or hope that, hope that God, <laughs> hope that my father didn't walk in. And, um, but now reading his word daily, it's like, it is God's love letter to us. It helps us succeed in life in every situation possible. You know, when I was a brand new Christian, there were times where I would like go through certain things and, and like my first marriage, when I was getting ready to go through the divorce, it was like, God, I, you can't say that you've been through a divorce. You've never been through this. So you don't know how, what I'm feeling. And God would remind me really my people divorced me. I was like, oh, yeah, you got a point, you know. 
And I, I began to find that as I read the word in there, that there was nothing that God does not prepare us for in our lifetime. I mean, he sees every single one of you, whether you're in the United States or whether you're listening overseas, he sees every aspect of your life. He created you for a purpose. So he sees your beginning and he sees your end. And so the word of God has all the answers that you need in every aspect of your life, whether it's love, hurt, confusion, legal stuff, um, relationship stuff, uh, everything, doubt, um, romance, adventure, everything. It is all there. God does not leave us without an answer. And, you know, here's a side note. If you write the word Bible, B-I-B-L-E, write it down. And I heard this one time. I was like, wow, you know, that's really cool. And it has stuck with me forever since I, I saw this. But it's an acronym. Every letter of the word Bible. The B is basic I instructions before leaving earth. And it is so true. We see what God has done in the Old Testament and how he made covenants with men and still holds them today. He talks about disobedience. He talks about law. He talks about, you know, so much prophecy. He prophesies so much in the Old Testament to bring it forward into the New Testament and today. And it's just amazing to read the word of God and go, wow, that applies to my, my issue right now that I'm going through on whether or not I should, should do this or do that or say this or don't say that. You know, there, there, is, there is nothing that God does not know about us. And there is nothing that God does not have an answer for us. So I would encourage you, get in your word every single day and actually watch what God does to your life. He will change you over time as long as you open your heart and say, I am willing. And you soak it in. Allow God to take all the bad out and put himself in there and clean it all out, dust it up, clean it all out. And make you the man or the woman that God had wanted you to be. And number three, to believe him. You know, during this political drama that the world is going through, no matter what we see or hear, as time gets uglier and uglier, you know, watching all the stuff that we're going through, it can be a heavy yoke to carry. If we allow all of the political strife to consume us and, you know, President Trump, when he gets on social media and he tells people, take time, walk away from things for a while, you know, take a break from things. You have to give, allow yourself to just have peace and, and quiet and get away from everything, which what? Brings us right back around to prayer with the Lord, getting in the word. And so I just want to encourage you. Those for me are like 
the three biggest things. Our belief is what keeps us in, in, in solitude at times. Sometimes we can allow our belief become distorted and we can begin to say, okay, it becomes a religion that our belief, we, we, we start looking at things or, and taking the word in as something that it's not really saying and turning it into a religion. And then when we start doing that, then we start judging and we start pulling away from this and that. And then guess what? We get to where we can't hear the Lord. But you have to come to a point where you you open yourself up and you become vulnerable to Almighty God. And when I mean vulnerable, I mean allowing him to change you, allowing him to show you what you need to clean out, what you need to give to him. And God is not the type of person that will take advantage of you. He's not the type of God that will take advantage of you because you are opening up and being vulnerable to him. God says that he has plans for you to prosper and, 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 and not to harm you, that his ways are good and that we can't even think of what God has in store for us, even in heaven. So God is the only deity, the only, if I could even say person for this example, to actually open up and become vulnerable to and know that we are safe, that we won't be hurt. We won't be taken advantage of. We won't be embarrassed. So you have to come to that point that you believe or know that you know that you know that God is real and allow him to do that change in you. And you know, if you are a new listener and you're like, hey, I've never heard this before. You know, giving your life over to God is just as simply as confessing and saying that I want to give my life to you and that, that you believe in God and that you want to ask him into your heart. What do you get out of it? You know, it's kind of like a, a marriage between you and God. When you give your life over to the Lord, he's going to bless you with so much gifts and he promises that one day he's going to come and take you to his house. And right now he's building a kingdom. He's building a place for us. And yes, even though it's, it's trouble and strife and heartache and political strife and wickedness in the land today. Well, hold on, warrior. Hold on to the faith that God is going to come and take us home to be with him forever and ever you hold on to your faith and you don't let go you don't look to the left you don't look to the right but you you keep your eyes firmly fixed on him no matter don't let don't let what we are dealing with in this world all the political strife all of uh, the wars and rumors of wars and and the fact of china this and china that and if you fix your eyes solely on Lord, on the Lord, God says, I got you. I got you in the palm of my hand. And there is nothing that can separate me from you. And he will protect. Why would he allow 
such wickedness to overtake us. That is not the time for that. God is getting ready to raise up a righteous church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish and fill us with boldness. And that time is coming. So choose wisely. Choose wisely the path that you decide to take. Don't be lukewarm in it. Choose the left or choose the right. You know, there was... Remember the old um, Karate Kid movie when um, Danielson was being trained and Miyagi was like, you know, you choose the left side, you'll be safe. You choose the right side, you'll be safe. But Miyagi says, but if you choose the middle, he says, you'll be squished just like a grape. And it's true. You got to choose the left or the right the Lord or the world and follow that wholeheartedly. God will walk with you down the path of hardship, his path, the narrow path. It's hard. You'll need him. He promises to never leave you while you walk this path. And there are times in that path where you'll look back and you're just like, I can't do this. I can't go any further. But if you look back, you'll see one set of footprints. And then you'll know, those aren't my footprints. No, they're not. That's the Lord carrying you through those troubles and stripes in your life as you look back and you go, wow, I remember this was that time. Those aren't my footprints during that troubled time I was going, during that heartache or during that financial stress. And you'll see that it was God Almighty that carried you. There are tough times in this journey, and they, they will be ahead of you. Sometimes God will allow us to walk through this because he says, once we become like toddlers and we're able to walk again, he still holds our hand. He still walks with us along those problems, and he will never, ever leave us. And you know, there are others on the same path that you choose to take. And if it is following the Lord, there are others in this path, other believers that have gone through. And, and the most important thing too is there is really nothing that we do not walk through that somebody else has not gone through themselves. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just, I may have gotten through a situation at my age now that maybe you have already gone through at 40 years old, 30 years old, or 70 years old. doesn't matter. But being there for each other and encouraging each other and, and saying, hey, get up, pray, read your Bible. And, and to have that person pray with you and to keep accountability with each other. There's others on that journey, and they could be a friend. They can sharpen you, and you can sharpen them. It's just a path for the warrior inside to take and run the race that is set before you. When you join this, this path, when you decide to take this step, there's one more thing I have to remind you of if you choose this path. This path. When you sign the dotted line to give your heart over to the Lord, 
you become a warrior in God's army. He actually gives you a full armor from head to toe. He gives you a shield. He gives you a sword. You become part of his army. Because see, Satan is like a roaring lion. Rolling back and forth, to and fro on the earth. He's looking for someone to, to devour. He's looking for someone to take that armor off. And to go, I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. I'm going to quit. Or one minute before the Lord, and the next minute you're down here, and the next minute you're for the Lord, you're wishy-washy Christian. He's looking for those moments, those open-door opportunities where he can get in and devour you and destroy you bit by bit by bit, or ultimately just slash you and destroy you. So take heart, warrior of God, graceful warrior here if you are listening to me. Don't forget that the Lord Almighty gives you brand new armor, a brand new shield, and a beautiful sword, which is the word of God, to fight the enemy. He is always at our door. Choose wisely. I end with this. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Carry on, warriors. Keep the faith and run the race. Until next week, peace out. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey constant growth and transformation as well as challenges but stay strong stay courageous and let your grace shine bright as ever if you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode be sure to subscribe to graceful warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at captivate and share the light with others who are seeking god's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits about.